Hello and welcome to the Mitre 10 Cup Show Round 2. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the early pace setters, um, which teams might need to hit that panic button already. Because yes, even though we are only two rounds in, we're 20% of the way through. Uh, it's only 10 rounds. This is a sprint, not a marathon, as they keep telling us on the uh, on, on the old Google box. And yes, we have an absolute moment of madness. So um, lots of stuff to cover this week. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, your best place for rugby predictions and opinion. And joining me is Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. Good evening to your listeners. Once again, privilege and a pleasure to be on the uh, TDM and uh, the much-travelled Paul, <laughs> I believe, everywhere from Whangarei down to Tauranga. <laughs> you're, you're clocking up some mileage. Or Rotorua. But yes, so yes, this weekend I was at the opening game, which was uh, Northland versus Auckland. I came down to watch North Harbour versus Ma Counties Manukau. And then on Sunday, he drove all the way down to Rotorua for Rotor for um, Rotorua. No, for Bay of Plenty versus Waikato. So yeah, three games this weekend, plenty of mileage. If you'd like to help me with my petrol, you can go to patreon.com forward slash driving mall and uh, help cover that. That'll be much appreciated. Um, and uh, yes, this is a live show at 8 p.m. every every Monday. So if you want to join us for the live show, please do on YouTube, or you can listen to it on the podcast. Obviously, watch the recording as well. So kicking us off though, Northland versus Auckland, um, a uh, 10 to 43 um, uh, win for Auckland. Um, rather dominating performance by the uh, Auckland versus North Auckland. Well, before we even get there, Paul, um, I just want to basically grade the uh, chips. Oh, from, yes. Uh, we've got to grade the chips. Um, we, we're taking the opportunity to check all the hot food around the, the various venues, or at least Paul is. And I think now they were the Gourmet Caravan, I think they called themselves. Express Gourmet, I think it was. Express Gourmet. And uh, I'll give their chip probably a six and a half, seven out of ten. So that was a that was a pretty good start. Well, I've got to say, the, the chips were probably a little bit better, got a higher rating than uh, Northland's performance. You've got to say, obviously, I was there for the for Radio Sport to uh, to call the game. So there was a bit of expectation after Northland had picked up a win in the first game against Southland. Not not a comfortable win, but, uh, yep, it was a very grumpy Auckland team and a, mm. a, an Auckland team that uh, came north and pretty much, uh, how can I say, pretty much bullied Northland, you, you've, you've got to say, at the, at the end of the day. And uh, I think the local fans, yeah, they've got a good crowd, to, good turnout crowd on a Thursday night, but they probably walked away very disappointed. No, absolutely, and, they, they, and they, you're right. They, they did get some. The physicality was certainly there. I mean, had a chat with the uh, head coach for Northland afterwards. I was gone blank for his name. Sorry, I forgot that. Um, but yeah, he was saying that they knew the physicality was coming. They knew Auckland were a physical team, uh, but they just didn't stand up for it. I mean, knowing what's coming and dealing with it are two different things entirely. Um, and uh, I mean, they, they early on. I mean, they, they, Northland did get the first points on the board, um, but. Uh, that, that was short-lived, and it was yeah at three twenty-four at half time, um, and with a quick score, a quick try after half time, you know it was all over. Uh, and Northland, I mean, the, the, in some ways, it's the scoreline for Anderson because they, they they got their 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 own try on the 80th minute when it was all over. So, um, yeah, it was. I mean, Northland had their had their moments of of, of uh, in the game, but couldn't get through that Auckland defence, um, which was uh, we, we, which was pretty. Impressive, um, you've got to say. So, um, but I think, I think a couple of players to call out about this one. I think Nock had a bit of a disappointing game in this one. Sam Nock, who was the uh, scrum half for, for Northland, some disappointing uh, decision making from him. And they really needed him and uh, Jack, and, and also actually selection. So, in this one, because putting Jack Debrecen is 15, when he came forward to 10, they looked much better. And they need yeah. that um, Nock Jack Debrecenie combination at 9 and 10 really to guide this inexperienced team around absolutely you, you saw that sort of change in the second half when when Hawkins was replaced and Deborah Sini went into went into that uh, first five slot the, the disappointing thing for Northam with um, Deborah Sini running at the line there were two or three occasions where there was just no runner off his off his shoulder you know mm. he basically uh, pretty much pierced the gap Got past the guard dogs, but there was no support on the inside. And ironically, the score, the try that they did score, right at the very end, once again came off a came off a little um, sharp Jack Debrasini um, dab, you know, where he was able to get the offload. Um, yeah, felt a little sorry for Sammy Knock because, like I say, I think Auckland puts so much pressure on it at the breakdown 
Um, I can't re- recall a lot of times where Northland actually got clean ball. It was very, very messy. They'd Auckland, those Auckland forwards would just basically walk through and either walk straight over the ball or disrupt it in, in some way. So all in all, we, we never got to see the Northland back line. You know, we never got to really see their most dangerous back, Jordan Highland, with, no. with any sort of with any sort of ball, um, you know, any sort of clean position, and it was uh, unfortunately it was a it was a long day long day at the office for the uh, for the Northern team. I thought in terms of uh, from a Northern point of view, before I get to Auckland, I, I thought the only guy that really came out of credit out of out of the game with any credit was probably Jacob Machu, the very very physical number eight. He has a sort of like a Jordan Tofors type statue, but boy, he doesn't doesn't suffer fools. He was the one player who who really put himself about and uh, unfortunately needed seven other mates to be in the same sort of mood, but they, they were missing. They were missing when they, and that's, that's the problem. Now Auckland had some players missing as well. I mean, they lost some players oh. for the last two weeks. They've had players uh, drop out the site at the last minute. Uh, and Ruru was the one to disappear this, uh, not Ruru, so Ruru made it this time. Um, oh, Plummer was the one to go this time. Yeah. Uh, and we had a, a really young fly half um, from, do you say from Pepe Toei? Yeah, from Papatoi, uh, D'Angelo Leolia, who, um, you know, obviously, I think he pretty much came in. I think the injury happened to uh, to Plummer during the tra- training. So that's how late this youngster came in. And I'll tell you what, he, he looked like a veteran out there. He looked like he was uh, had been around for a very long time. I saw D'Angelo probably about four years ago as a 17-year-old playing for the Papatoi Rugby Club. And uh, I could see his talent there, but for some reason... Hasn't quite sort of cracked the the top Auckland side. He, he hasn't played a hell of a lot against Auckland, but yeah, he was he was all class. But once again, mm. on the back of a very very good performance from the uh, the back line, and you know when you've got the likes of Rayasi at the back, uh, uh, Tilia out there in the in the, uh, in the in the in the in the centres, yeah, Auckland Auckland were dangerous. They had, they pretty much got a lot of threats in there. In their back line, the last thing you want to do is give them a, a whole heap of possession. Absolutely, no. He was given a good ride by his pack, and he had um, weapons to use outside him. But even so, he still had a good game. Uh, still ran, for, for, for a youngster, and still still ran things around. Um, so that was Thursday night. Friday night, we had two games because of the Bledisloe Cup on Saturday. Um, kicking us off was North Harbour um, versus Counties. Now, Counties coming off the back of a game where they dominated the the, the um, the scrum and the line out against Taranaki, but still lost. Uh, coming to this one, we thought, well, they're in for a bit of a tough night tonight, but that wasn't to be. They came in um, and uh, again dominated the set piece, the set piece with the um, with their scrum, with their line out. Also, we saw Harbour technically um, had some real problems um, with their discipline in that first half, and that just meant that. Um, Counties got themselves out to a real nice 15-22 lead. Um, well, actually, they got themselves out to a 7-22 lead at half um, by the half-hour mark, but it came back in slightly um, to 15-22. Um, the and talking to their assistant uh, Sam, I've gone blank. The, the assistant Ward, ref Sam, of Sam Ward. Sam Ward, that's right, of Harbour um, at. Um, uh, after the game, yeah, I, I I I try to be nice and suggest that maybe they got the that they couldn't cope with the referees' interpretations, and he was like, no, 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 that was our our skills, but we've got some work to do this week, um, and so he yeah he's going to definitely be getting them, uh, be, beasting them around that discipline this week because it was really off in that first half. Yeah, one thing that sort of um, impressed me about Counties Monaco, they just seemed to latch on to every chance that came available in, in the first half, Paul. And um, <clears throat> really, I know Harper came back and, and, and scored a scored a scored um, about 10 points just before halftime. So really, once again, going in at 22-15 at halftime, I thought that score actually flattered North, North Harbour mm. because Counties had had been the uh, the dominant, dominant team. And uh, one player I really enjoyed, or a couple of players I really enjoyed watching one was the uh, Chris Kuranjani, the former. I think he played Brumbies, I, if I recall. Uh, yep. Uh, Paul, um, I thought he was really, really good, and ended up getting a, you know, bagging a couple of tries, and he looked really, really good. But one player who uh, who really impressed me. Now I understand they have an have an Irishman in the front front row of O'Donnell, I think his name is, and he was to me he was really impressive. Started on the um, uh, tight head side of the scrum, and then. Um, 
moved across to the uh, – I started on the lucid side of the scrub, beg your pardon, and then moved across to the tight end and pretty much played the full 80. Yeah, he was very impressive. Yeah, and, and, and Harbour did close up to a two-point game just after the half uh, – just after half-time, but then uh, Counties took it away from them with a couple of tries um, and uh, and even a, a, a late – uh, penalty try from a from a, from a, yep. from, from a scrum under the post. Now talking to talking to the head coach afterwards. Well, he, just sitting from the coach's box, you can see them banging the tables, and and um, they were they were so happy when that happened. But he was like, "Oh dear, our scrum has not been consistent today," uh, and he thought they'd made the wrong choice. But hey, um, the uh, he he likes to trust the players out there and let, let them let them have a go, and and, and the players delivered for him um, mm. on the uh, on the night. Oh. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Kieran Drani uh, is, is, has been a late replacement, uh, late, a late guy they got in because of um, some injuries, uh, and he's uh, and, he, and he's taking his opportunity very well. Mm-hmm. I thought, thought he was. I, I just thought after half time when 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 Duffy scored with that brilliant finish in the, in the corner, mm. and it got back to twenty two twenty. I thought, oh, he he maybe home ground advantage. They take control, and then we actually saw a phase of play. We we we, we saw a period of play where the play. Harbour put a, a lot of field position, but they weren't really amounting to a hell of a lot. And I thought during that time, Counties Monaco defended really, really well and then broke out with a try of their own to uh, to Kuradrani. So it was really about taking those uh, taking those, those opportunities. Uh, listen, I was really impressed. I know you've got you had the likes of uh, the number seven Dylan Hunt playing. Uh, now he's an All Black playing on the open side for Harbour, but I I actually thought. Uh, he was uh, well and truly outplayed by Sam, um, by Sam Henwood. I thought Henwood Hen was absolutely superb, and it just seems to me the counties Monaco have got a very good lineup as well. Mm. And in that case, Joe Royal just seemed to hit his targets pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the time. I can only recall them just losing the one lineout, Paul. So I think they were just they were well deserved. They'd been all around, and at the end of the day, finished over the top of counties. Uh, beg your pardon, North Harbour. Yeah, and I think something that the the, the coach has, in, you think Andrew Kellaway has come in pretty late, uh, the Australian player um, who's going to go play for the Rebels next year. Um, uh, Kieran Drani came in late as well. I, th- whilst they're not saying this, I think that counties have had quite a few injuries in their back line, so they've got a set piece that really works in their, their scrum uh, and their lineout. Both 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 looking really good, especially with that with with, with their starting fifteen. Anyway, it tends to, to to slacken off a bit in the second half, the, the scrum especially. Um, yeah. But I think that maybe they've had that they're going to take a, they're, they're taking a couple of games just their back line to get used to playing with each other, and then they then they might click. Um, so here's a team that I th- I'm expecting to actually perhaps improve during the season. Mm. After that, we had what you called um, in our pre-match uh, chat the game of the round on uh, the early game on Saturday, Hawks Bay um, versus Wellington. We were split on this one with our predictions last week, um, and for for good reason it appears because this one finished twenty-seven all. We had um, one of the Irish, we had the Irish ref refereeing this one, uh, and if you want to have a quick uh, listen to the um, uh, to, to him and also the Welsh ref who took on uh, the uh, Manawa two game uh, the following day, uh, then you can become a patron, become a supporter of Driving Mall at patreon.com forward slash Driving Mall, uh, where I have a chat with both of those refs. You have a quick look behind the scenes. Um, this one was one that went each way, didn't it? Early on, Hawks Bay got themselves a line out Mall and took a five point lead. Um, but then we had Wellington come back into it uh, with and, 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 and sort of build up a lead up to half time. Both sides seem to uh, um, sort of failed opportunities. I mean, we had a drop ball over the line for for, for, for Bay of Plenty, and um, Wellington also um, had a, a, a try disallowed or a try butchered as well. Uh, this one, so this one was was going either way. Wellington looked to have taken control of it in that second half um, and then we had a moment where um, basically Ben May may have actually lost the game because he charged a penalty which which um, which which was missed the retake went over um, and when it's a draw that's um, may, maybe that was the decision that uh, decided the game <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a, it was definitely one of those crazy moments or we call them the Mickey Mouse moments just really, it, it was an interesting start because the, the Hawks Bay team went to work early and they went to their strength, which is that, that line-out drive. They do that very, very well. 
They've already knocked up a few tries. I think that four of their tries they scored were against Manawa two the previous week. I think we're from pretty much driving driving more tries. So they've got they've definitely got that down pat. I suppose the, the lesson for any team playing them, don't give them that sort of field mm. field advantage in, in the red zone, especially if you're 10, 10 15 metres out, out from the line the line. And then we um <clears throat> we saw Wellington um, Tariki uh, Ben Nicholas, who I thought was outstanding for Wellington, came back with what I, what I thought was a bit of a soft try, a couple of couple of missed tackles, and then we saw this crazy moment where where, where basically uh, it was a, a high high kick went up and it sort of uh, bounced in the arms of uh, I think it was Danny Toala and he made a break down the the left flank in, through the inside uh, uh, pass to the flanker O'Connor. Now O'Connor, for some reason, we, he should have probably just really just dived dived that he would have probably slid across the line, decided to try and fend. And while he was trying to fend, obviously the other arm, which was free, he went to dive and lost the ball in the midst of diving. Now from that uh, from that scrum, defending scrum, where you'd think Wellington would, would basically just kick it out, you know, go start again, go to the 10th position. They scored an absolute peach of the try, probably one of the, the best tries of the Mighty 10 Cup uh, this year where... Um, a long cutout pass uh, hit the centre. I'm not too sure who the who the actual well, centre was, but uh, it ended up in the in the hands of uh, uh, Vince Assaw, around about uh, uh, 45 metres out, and he was gone for all money, wasn't he? And that was just a a, a fantastic fantastic try. But I'll tell you what, Hawks Bay once again they they bounced back they bounced back again and once again from a series of series of uh, uh, drives close to the Wellington line. And you just thought, well, it's going to be one of it's going to be one of those games, and then uh, right on, uh, not not quite on half time on the thirty second minute, uh, Wellington again with a brilliant track, brilliant break down that uh, left flank from uh, uh, Teriki uh, Ben Nicholas, who, who beat one tackle and just showed some amazing pace, looked like a via Fafita galloping down that uh, left flank, and um, a couple of passes later, it was um, Hawiti Parapara in for the try. And uh, 17-12, and Hawks Bay must have been scratching their head at halftime. Well, this is it, isn't it? We've got a couple of sides here that uh, we're getting a couple of themes here. We've got like we've got your, your counties, your Hawks Bay, your Bay of Plenties, who have, who really are based around their set piece um, and, and and looking at dominating you. Um, also, I mean Tasman to a certain degree as well. But they they like, but they but they just pretty much do everything. Uh, then you got your sides like Wellington, um, Southland, do, not doing it very well. Um, Perhaps Taranaki uh, as well, but weather made it difficult to tell this week. Who are pretty much who are much more about the counter-attacking um, sides. Don't necessarily have the strength up front um, to to, uh, to to take teams on. And so what they're looking for is to yeah, is whenever the, the the forwards are tied in, spin it and let their backs have a go, um, and and try run and try running stuff back and try counter-attacking. Uh, and, and yeah, Wellington is one of those. Def- this 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 is one of those games where we had a, a contrast of. Of, of styles, of your of your forward orientated Hawks Bay against your counter attacking Wellington, and I say we're going to find that come up time and time again this this season. So we've got some teams, or quite a few teams that, that are one way or the other um, in this. Um, the but yeah, a draw fantastic result for Hawks Bay. It's because you've got to say for them because hey, this is their cross one of their cross uh, um, divisional games. Uh, so to get anything out of it is for, for, for the championship side is is really good for Wellington. Wow, this is a tough start for them now. Lost to Tasman and had a draw with uh, with with their cross with one of their one of their um, cross game um, cross pool um, games, which is where which as a Premiership side you're expecting to pick up your wins there. Um, yeah, Wellington's have, got, have uh, had a real tough start to this season. Not what we were kind of necessarily expecting. Well. Paul, I've got to say, what was incredible, what they were down, what, 17, oh, what is it, 27, 27, 19, was it, with, the, with about, only about sort of three minutes to go. So yep. basically, uh, you know what, if you if you sort of, the key moment might have been when McClutchy missed the actual conversion to um, to uh, Markinez, Markinez try, but boy, that was, i got to say, that was well put together, nice little short pass off. Off the boy Emerson and boy didn't he show some some pace. I actually thought when he when he got to the first guy got to the fullback and beat the fullback he was going to go over the way and it was only really the pace of Wes Hooson that basically uh, that that pulled that actually dragged him down from behind 
and then McCutcheon's just seemed to hurry the conversion, you know, yeah. didn't steady himself because really and truthfully, that last penalty uh, that they could could have been the winning penalty as opposed to the penalty that uh, drew the game. But you also think back to the, the moment of madness from uh, in, the, in the 75th minute when Ben May decided to charge uh, Jackson Garden Bashup's uh, uh, penalty as well. Probably at the end of the day, I think Hawks Bay will probably be kicking themselves more than Wellington. I think Wellington mm. will probably a little bit be a little bit happy to ride out a dodge because um, there were there were times of uh, one thing I will say about this Hawks Bay boy they they've got a lot of youngsters the okay. likes of McClutchy, Toala. You've also um, you you check in the uh, the flanker uh, Flanders, uh, Fakatava, the halfback. There's probably about a half a dozen really, really young guys in this team. Kennedy Simon's the replacement replacement hooker. Man, they, their future is looking really, really good, and they're quite lucky that they've got some really experienced heads and and um, Gareth Evans and and, and O'Connor and Dixon. I was actually going to I was actually going to mention uh, Ben May there, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that maybe not the not the person we're sort of looking for. So there's enough experienced experienced heads and let's not forget they they've still got a few guys to uh to um to basically come back oh, big chiefs lock who um it just basically um yeah just about every team's got a few players that can come back but when you can put someone like um walker lurie um on the uh, on the bench and ben may you've got a decent yeah. you've got depth in your pack absolutely and yeah. um, a couple of names i i, I thought emerson uh, remind me a little bit of Braden Enor, uh, and yeah. when I've seen him running around, uh, and Tuala is definitely yeah he's he's one of the names of the future oh. I think uh, oh. in that centres. His only problem is the number of centres. I mean because oh. we look at Wellington and you've got the among among the Jensen brothers, you've, you've got Garden Bashup brothers, you've got Proctor brothers. I mean that's a brother. That's a, yeah, that seems to be a bit a bit incestuous there. But he, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, a, there's there's this and when we add in. Um, uh, Quinn, oh, I've gone blank for surname, um, from, from Waikato. Uh, yeah, to, uh, Tupaya, Tupaya, yeah. Tupaya. Um, there's an awful lot of young centres, uh, second five eights and centres running around at the moment who are looking really, really useful. Yeah, well, oh, it's, 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 it's a real good thing. Listen, be remiss of me not to mention, uh, there, were, there were two teams out there and um, a couple of players that... Um, that really impressed me. Teriki Ben Nicholas, the number eight, looks like one for the future. You know, we were, we were all sort of talking, and we were talking about I think maybe a couple of weeks ago about our depth at, at, at number eight. You know, once the once Kieran Reid heads away, there's not a lot of eights around, but here's his eight that's coming through. I thought Duplessis Karufi was very was mm. very good as well. Got yep. some real vital turnovers, and um, he just basically stopped a lot of momentum for Hawks Bay, especially in that first half. Um, we saw brief moments of what Amua is capable of. I just thought the Hawks Bay front row, I think they shattered Wellington in, in that area. But I, I was also impressed with uh, Josh Ferno, the um, Australian is he Australian who's played for for Italy. Uh, I think that's a yep. real good pickup. He's a oh, real yeah, good pickup. They've really needed that. And they, do, they, they need the weight in their, in their forwards. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, just in the backs, oh, you, I suppose you really couldn't go past Vince Arso. And uh, Wes Hooson, my God, he's he's seriously quick, isn't he? He is. He's a very good player, Wes Hooson. He's also yeah. a very good now, thinking player. Listen, um, game of the round. You just definitely got to say it. It was, uh, and and one of the things that's been different from this round from last round. Last round, it rained in every game. This round, we had sort of some semi-wet games, some dry games. The Auckland, uh, I mean, North North and Auckland was a dry game. Most of the games were semi-wet, but this next one, Manawatu two Taranaki. Oh, oh this was a. <laughs> This really was. I mean, I don't think anyone expected Manawatu to keep Taranaki within three, but weather can be a great leveller. Oh, um, this... <laughs> and this was a wet, wet game. Uh, so yeah. the, I mean, and and that goes straight against Taranaki's strengths. Because Taranaki, I say, is one of those counter-attacking sides. Place players like uh, Naholo in the back line, um, the uh, Sean Wainui, uh, um, uh, Potros. All those guys, really good counter-attacking players. A team you're not you're not going to want to kick to very often. Now, in this game, Waizaki Naholo got rested, uh, and his uh, younger brother uh, Kimi Naholo came in instead. Uh, so, but even so, the um, 
you, you still you still expected Cherenaki to, to to go away with this one, but the weather really did was was really against all their strengths. They did get line yeah, out they... more, take a seven nil lead, um, and uh, but then Manawa two came back very well. Grubber in uh, the winger touched it down. Jamie Booth nips in, and suddenly they get a ten seven lead after twenty five minutes. Um, I've only watched the highlights of this one, but yeah, it was a uh, it's um. Both sides missed penalties. Oh, see, no, sorry, not the best. Sorry, Turbo's missed a penalty. Um, I don't, th- I don't think, uh, and I think that basically came down to being the difference between these ones. One between these two teams was one kick. Uh, so another one of these teams where Cherenaki, you say, got the points, got out of dodge because that was that 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 was a frightful um, uh, game for uh, game. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an interesting game, but you know, you uh, you sort of. Spoke about sort of players who have, who have played for other unions. Hayden Bidwell Curtis, of course, ex Manawa two men playing for Taranaki these days. He seemed to be at, at the uh, centre of a, a lot of niggle. <laughs> I say? I'm not too sure what that that was all about, but maybe just based basically uh, letting a lot of the Manawa two players know that they're still missing him <laughs> more than anything else. But there was a real key moment in this game, Paul, and it, it was about eight minutes into the second half where Manawa two. His lineout was probably wasn't wasn't the best. You've got to say, decided to turn down, in my opinion, what was a very kickable penalty mid twenty two, uh, sort of you know sort of mid twenty mid twenty two uh, and, and goalpost sort of thing and, and touchline, and they decided to kick for the corner. And I I just thought at the time, um, three points would have just taken you out to to third to to thirteen points to ten. And um, and you could just basically play the, the long game, just keep pinning uh, Taranaki back because you had the win behind you. But they uh, they failed to take the opportunity, and of course uh, failed with a couple of opportunities that were on off. Obviously, ball handling really really tough, and um, a couple of players who really really impressed me in these conditions were the uh, were the two halves for for Taranaki uh, Tahuarangi and uh, Daniel White were very, very good, along with uh, Sean Wainui. You know, whenever you needed somebody to cart it up through the middle, you, you just threw the ball out to uh, to Wainui. And uh, you mentioned Potros at, at the middle, his attacking flair, but boy, he's got a, he's got a good skill set. Just didn't look like dropping any ball. And uh, yeah, really, it was just a case of uh, once they got their opportunity to kick their points, Wait had a shot at goal, nailed it, and you just felt, Gee, these guys, whenever they had the ball, they were going to hold on to it. So, mm. yeah, there was a there was a certain irony that most of the game after that penalty was kicked, even though Manawa two had the win, was basically played mostly in Manawa two's half in the last fifteen half, last fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I am worried for for, for Manawa two. One of the things we'll talk about in the second half of the show is we'll be talking about the All Blacks that are coming back into um, they've been released their teams, and you got to say. Jackson Hemapo coming back for Manawa Two is one of those ones that's that's really going to bolster this side uh, next weekend. So, but so yeah, I think they'll be they'll be looking forward to having a bit a bit more ballast, a bit more yeah, a bit more experience um, back back in them. The we, we one one place where we don't have to worry about the weather is Otago, um, <laughs> where we had a shield defence underneath the roof. Um, a really good atmosphere by the sounds of things in there, and I get and, and having an enclosed stadium helps with that. But I thought they had a decent atmosphere for this one. Um, Otago got themselves a uh, a nice early try, um, but seemed to spend the rest of the half basically making errors um, until picking up a few more points just before just before half time to take a seventeen three lead. <coughs> an early try in the second half by um, Otago, and basically the game's done and dusted at twenty four three eight. Yes, Southland had their moments in that second half. Um, and what we saw last week, they can really attack. Um, they can counterattack. Problem is, they ship points. Um, yeah. And uh, so whilst they had their moments in that second half, they never really got within touching distance of Otago. And Otago just kept them at arm's length um, and, and, and kept things turning over and kept, kept that score, scoreboard turning over. Um, a, a, yeah, relatively easy uh, shield defence for Otago there. Yeah, real, once again, we. We speak about key moments. One of the key moments for me was pretty much right on half time, where 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 Southland were just playing out time for half time. 
they concede a penalty. Otago kicks to the corner, and from the resulting line-out drive, uh, uh, Slade McDowell scores the try. It's con- it's converted by Karoy, and pretty much it's 17-3 at halftime, as opposed to to 10-3. And then you want you you kind of want a good start straight after the second half, and then a, a fantastic individual try from from Dylan Nell when he ran about 40 odd metres and sidestepped a couple of people and then ran round the last ran round the last defender. This is number eight we're talking about. Um, in between that, there wasn't a heck of a lot of heck of a lot of tackling, and you thought it was gone for all money. And then then basically uh, Morby scored a try from a from a high kick chased by Marty McKenzie, high kick nabbed it, and you thought, well, maybe they're a chance, but but unfortunately. Um, no sooner had they scored that try. A minute later, they turned ball over and Nariki went into the quarter. Karoy kicked the, con- the conversion and it was pretty much good night, good night nurse. And not long after that, Dixon scores. Karoy converts. And that was around about the 57th minute. And pretty much from there on, there on, it, there on out, it was just a case of what the score was going to be, Paul. Absolutely. It was, yeah, it was just going to be the... And, yeah, so Otago, well done. I mean, the... Um, Obviously, got an absolute hammering last weekend at Bay of Plenty, uh, who um, who we'll talk about uh, in in a, in a couple of moments. But yeah, that's uh, you do wonder a little bit as to how much is Otago just talking, just thinking about the the shield and nothing else um, this season. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't think they're uh, until they lose it. I think they're going to be a bit distracted for their away, for for their away games. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I I don't, I don't disagree with that. And. I think there were there were there were times times in that performance, and once again, Coral Southland struggled a wee bit in the, in the set piece area, so I couldn't get anything going. But I will say, I think they Otago will struggle against better teams. Yep, luckily for them, their next defence in a couple of weeks' time is against Manawatu, who uh, isn't necessarily well. They, at the moment, everyone's better than than, than Southland, but um, but they're not that much better. Two of the top teams, though, did have a clash. Um, not only did they, did they clash on the pitch, but their jerseys clashed as well. Um, I, we get this every season. You, you, you watch a game of Canterbury versus Tasman, and you're not really sure who the, who is who, because their jersey is just so similar. Um, to be honest, Bay of Plenty versus Waikato wasn't much better, which was yellow stripes and white shorts against each other. Um, so, uh, yeah, and we've got... Thankfully, Auckland are not playing... Um, Hawks Bay this year because that's another that's a dark blue and white stripes against black and white stripes um, but I think another one that's going to be but we do have Taranaki versus Bay of Plenty which is going to be black and yellow versus blue and yellow um, the those two um, really do uh, again I, I'm expecting a big shirt clash there so yeah plenty of shirt clashes um, Will we'll get on to your question in a second but uh, this one I mean, a poor kick chase by Canterbury Early on, let Tasman um, get get their opening, run it back, and get their opening try. Uh, they then just decided they just weren't going to bother trying to tackle um, the um, Fianga Kuku, who, who could be um, and that's his third try this season. He could be the sensation this season. He a, a bit a bit like Sever Reese last year. He could be the guy that sort of stands out and comes from nowhere, but because mm. he was looking really powerful. Um, but yeah, Canterbury just never looked in this one. Um, sure, it didn't blow out. Tasman didn't get the bonus point um, that, uh, that, that, that perhaps they, they might have expected to, but um, but but they but Canterbury, as I say, just, just never really got themselves into this game or, yeah. or, or, or within touching distance of Tasman. Tasman's pack is phenomenal. Let's be honest, um, not in the same way that sort of Bay of Plenty and Counties are around the set piece, but just the mobility uh, and at that game line. When you got Shannon Frizzell as a lock. You're going to have a lot of power getting yourself over that gain line, um, and you're going to have lots of mobility as well. Uh, and that's what we're seeing with this this Tasman side. If you if you're not going to if you're not going to front up against them, you're going to just going to get you're just going to be on the back foot the whole game. And apart from Luke Romano, uh, most of this Canterbury pack were, were, were second best for, for joining this game. Oh, they, they were they were bested by a long way. They they were able to hold the ball. The problem is. They weren't getting over the advantage line, Paul. Mm. It was very, very slow. But they, they were really getting beasted on, on the on the advantage line. And basically, in effect, all they were doing was shuffling ball from side to side. So during during that period, 
pretty much in, in in the first half, all they were really, really doing was denying Tas- Tasman ball. But Tasman always looked dangerous. Every now and again, they'd let themselves down with a with a uh, with a um, an error of sort. Yeah, Fayonuku's try. It was a very good try, but boy, there was some woefuling, ta- woeful tackling in that he trampled trampled about his about three guys on his way to the try line. Paul, so real disappointing in that respect. Um, crazily enough, though, um, 18-3 at half time. Only five points each scored scored by each team in the in the, in the second half, which was a, a a little a little crazy. A good, I must admit, good try taken by uh, Mackay. Showed some really serious pace from the turnover. Um, and to be honest, seemed like to me he seemed like he was Canterbury's uh, best weapon throughout the whole game. Yeah, and uh, coming off the back of scoring two and having one disallowed uh, in his previous game, Mackay is looking, yeah, is looking really good. Part of the um, apparently was, was played in the same school side as Will Jordan, um, I think. Uh, so look, yeah, that, that's definitely a. Um, uh, the, if you imagine facing those. Um, those two guys as a schoolboys. So yeah, he, he is. So yeah, clearly uh, another youngster coming through um, with 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 great prospects. You've got to wonder uh, where uh, he's the kind of guy that might be um, a great replacement for Ben Smith down in um, uh, d- down in the Highlanders. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's if I were the Highlanders, I'd be looking to see if he's already been snaffled up by um, by the Crusaders or not. Because uh, yeah, he could be uh, he could be a good catch um, for them down there. Well, one um, one guy I know. I was going to say, Paul. One guy I know has been snapped up by the Crusaders, and I thought he was the best for Tasman. Was Ethan Blackadder? His his work rate in this game was absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how many carries he had, but it would have been a it would have been a few. But I thought he was very very good in a in a in a, in a very strong forward effort, and uh, it made life very easy for for Christie. I thought Harvey at the back was was classy, all class as well. Yeah, it, but you look at those sort of players like Quinton Strange, Frizzell, Blackadder, Tafua, Habili, um, in that uh, in in that that that, that Mako's um, pack, and they're all guys you say big guys uh, adding to a Lomax um, who will tackle and get in, and stop you on the game line, but they're not snafflers, and I think that's basically why you, why you say you can retain possession against them, but you're just not going to go anywhere, yeah. um, which is the thing, and I think yeah, Tasman are looking like one of the top teams for this competition. Before we get on to the last game, though, we have an important question from the audience. Will Monk would like to know which team um, you think has a, the strongest attacking in set in, in, the strongest attacking intent. Who would turn down kicks at the post most? He's looking for a team to support in the Mighty Ten Cup, and he wants a team that just goes all-out attack and doesn't bother defending by the sounds of it. <laughs> all-out attack. Um, I would probably... No, Hawks face more of a they're, they're more of a they're more of a set piece team. I, I you know after watching Wellington, I think I think Wellington's that team which will try and throw the ball around and I and I base that on their try they scored from 100 meters out and their willingness just to basically th- throw it wide whenever they can. They, they've got some issues at the set piece scrum, I've got to say, but um, they'll be worth they'll be worth a watch if you if you want to. Uh, plug your plug your team on on one one particular side. You would. I, I, I'd say I'd never recommend Auckland, Wellington, um, or or or, uh, or Canterbury really because they're the big three centres um, in in New Zealand. So I'm going to recommend Taranaki. I think Taranaki with your Waisaki Naholos and uh, Sean Wainui's. I think you'll see plenty of lovely attacking rugby from Taranaki. Let down this weekend by the weather, but I think yeah, if you're going to fi- find yourself in right. a, a regional province to, to back. Um, back Taranaki if you're looking for an attacking team I've, I've got one go on we haven't quite got to the last game but I'll give you a reason why any any team that's got Chase Tiatia at the back has got has got attacking intent and uh, I think I think the steamers and if you look at some of the wings wings that they've got as well you know they've got um, oh good grief I'll, I'll get to it in the moment when you've got the likes of uh, of um, of Revovo on, on the on the wing, you've got the likes of um, uh, Fuatai and boy, a new exciting young talent who's coming out. I don't even know his uh, first name, but uh, second name is uh, Narawa. He looks he looks lightning, and um, 
man, I, I think they're going to play a good brand of rugby this year. Yeah, Amoni Nawara came on and, uh, yeah, you say, uh, really did... Uh, did look did look good as he, when he, when he when he came on. So yeah, so coming on to that last game, then we had Bay of Plenty versus um, Waikato. So Bay of Plenty, um, the Championship side against Waikato, the, uh, the the Premiership side. Um, and with these crossover competitions, it's the the Premiership sides really need these wins, and the Championship sides just trying to get anything out of it they can. Um, and initially, Waikato looked good. I mean, um, uh, Quinn uh, Tapaya. Uh, slipped through uh, and, uh, and and scored the opening try um, to, to to give Waikato the opening uh, so the the seven nil lead. The problem was he just didn't get his hands on the ball enough for the rest of the game. He is their game breaker, uh, and to me, he is somebody that Waikato need to get the ball into the hands of um, of, of as frequently as possible because 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 he is causing some really prob- some, some really big problems for opposition. Um, teams. He led on clean breaks, defenders missed and something else um, last week uh, across the whole competition. So um, I say they missed him and then basically we had uh, Bay of Plenty uh, uh, as Pack went, went, went to work uh, yeah. and they went and got themselves uh, three tries um, or was it four tries? Uh, I think it's um, uh, the uh, in, in in that first half, I think it was four tries at the end. And Judd um, uh, put down, but hey, that was all down to the scrum. And then he 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 took the um, uh, he, he he finished it off for them. Um, we had the they bashed over under the post after after a line out. Um, oh, sorry, they took an easy three, so it was three tries. And then Joe Revovo, who you mentioned, ex New Zealand sevens player, burst through. Um, he seemed to sort of suddenly run into some quicksand in the 22 and slowed down a bit. But hey, he still made it to the line um, and scored. Uh, getting on a bit at 28, uh, maybe he's, uh, he's not quite got the, uh, the same pace he used to have. Um, but again, just before half-time, Waikato get the ball into Quinn's hands and he scores. And, suddenly, and, and, and Waikato undeservedly back in it at sort of 22-14 at half-time. But um, yeah, that, that, that forward pack from Bay of Plenty... Where you've got Aiden Ross, Nathan Harris, Ross, uh, Glenn Hines, um, that front row uh, really does pack a punch. Yeah, no, you, you, you're right. Just on that pronounce it, that's Hel- Ross Helen Hayes. Uh, well, well traveled guy. Hayes, sorry. He's a well traveled guy. I, I know that he's, he's turned out for he's turned out for Tasman as well. He's also turned out for the uh, I think the Highlanders, Golden Lions, and, and South Africa. So he, he's been around, very experienced. But they've also got the Jeff Thwaites as well. And they've also got McHugh, uh, Tom McHugh, former Auckland prop as well. So there's a little bit of depth on on that on that bench. And, uh, boy, they don't, they don't lack a bit of power as well in that middle row, especially with former Tasman man, Alex Ainley. Um, yeah, a lot of power, good, loose, good hard-working loose forward trio and Martin Karpik and, and Blake. They've, they've, they've really got it going on at the moment. And... Uh, you know, basically, as far as I'm concerned, the guy who, who puts it all together in the, at the back is, is Chase Tiatia. And at this level, he's he's just superb. And uh, doesn't he have a, a wonderful ability to sniff out opportunities? If opportunities are on, boy, he, he he's able to find them. But also him and Hollinshead, one of the other things they managed to do really well against um, Waikato was they've both got booming boots on them. Um, and they put... They, 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 they would often get it over the heads of the the fullback and the wingers, um, and if you're finding grasp and, and turning those back those, those players with those kicks, uh, you really have got a, a, another lovely weapon in your arsenal because that just opens the pitch up so much, gives you nice territory, allows your kick chase time to get in those players' faces, um, uh, and and yeah, they, it's it's not just sniffing that opportunity and going for it. It's it's knowing as you say, it's when he goes for it because he is happy to. To pin the opposition back as well. Um, Waikato really got caught napping, uh, and perhaps with their own their own uh, worst enemies in the second half. A tap and go, um, and uh, that, that that boy Nawaya, uh, who you mentioned, who came off the bench, uh, scored scored a try. Discipline then really became Waikato's issue, which let Bay of Plenty just take the threes when they weren't able to um, break down the Waikato defence to keep that scoreboard ticking over. And then a couple more tries in the dying minutes made meant that actually perhaps the scoreline was a bit bigger than it needed to be, um, 
but but they really did manage to to to, to get a, a big lead. Um, Austrian asked, was that bad positional play by the back three? Um, maybe uh, maybe there's an element of that, but uh, I, I say I, I, Chase Tiatia um, does have um, a booming boot on him, and whether whether uh, and I can't believe it was continuously purely down to, to bad positioning. Surely they would have learned and moved, moved, taken a few steps back. But anyway. Well, I was going to say, Paul, one thing that the uh, the Waikato players and their coaching staff won't enjoy looking at is the uh, Joe Revovo try. No. Because uh, the, the tackling, no disrespect, but some of the tackling in that, the, the lead up to that try was, was pretty woeful, you've got to say. He should have been stopped at the advantage line. And, uh, you know, even a couple of players fell over their own feet. And that would be really, really disappointing. You know, when you think about it, 18 unanswered in the, at the, uh, in the in the second half, pretty convincing to Bay of Plenty, and uh, they'll certainly enjoy uh, putting away their uh, their um, Chiefs partners. So they end up with the uh, what is it, the Chiefs Cup or whatever it's called, Paul. So yes, yeah, so they picked up the Chiefs, Chiefs Cup. So the Chiefs Cup is uh, works similarly to the Ramfurly Shield in that it's defended, but it's defended home and away. Um, and the four teams that compete for this are uh, counties, Taranaki, Waikato, and Bay of Plenty. Um, so every game between them uh, counts. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Bay of Plenty will now take that. Uh, I'm not sure when their first defence of that will be, because next weekend, who are they playing? They're playing uh, playing Auckland next weekend, so it won't be up for, up for defence next weekend. Um, but I think, yeah, much more important in, in, in reality is the, 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 the points... Um, on, on, on offer for the table. Let's have a quick look at the table. It's going to bring it up on screen for everybody, or the two tables. Um, first off, um, we've got... Um, let's, uh, sorry, it's going to move the uh, screen so I can see all the names. Oh, where should I put myself? I'll put it up here. Um, first off, so Tasman top the, uh, the, the premiership. They didn't pick up a, um, uh, a, a try bonus point this week. So they top the table on nine. Auckland with a win uh, and draw and a bunch of bonus points uh, sit on eight on second place. Um, County, surprising as all, I think, after, especially after that first round loss to Taranaki, sit in third. Waikato um, sit in fourth uh, with North Harbour and then Wellington on three points and Canterbury on just two. This is the first time since 1996 that Canterbury um, have lost their opening two games. Uh, so that's uh, and that was against Counties Manukau and Wellington. So next weekend, when they face Wellington, that is going to be a massive game for them to um, because yeah, you got to say that Canterbury if they lose another one, they, it'll they'll be hit they'll be hitting that panic button, won't they? Paul, Paul, I was going to say I think I just heard a huge cheer coming from the direction of Mount Roskill. <laughs> might, might be coming from Ashwin's place. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so. So. Um, the, so yes, that's the that that, that that's the the, the the Premiership. Looking in the Championship, Bay of Plenty uh, are the only perfect team so far. Ten points, two try bonus point wins, sees them top of the table with uh, Taranaki second. Now Bay of Plenty and Taranaki have both picked up um, wins over the, uh, the Premiership team, so be, so they are both in a very good position um, at the top of the table there. Um, Hawks Bay then comes in next, and those three are going to be in that. Uh, are going to be are going to be basically in the playoff picture. Yeah. Um, it's then going to be between Otago and Northland. You'd think who for that for that next place. Both of them, as you can see, a, a, a bit of a gap between those top three and those two already. Um, and then you've got Manawatu two on one point and Southland with nothing. Um, both teams with two losses uh, at the bottom there. So I think it's going to be a long old season for Manawatu two and Southland. Unfortunately for them, um, and Manawa too. It's I don't know if it was just the weather at the weekend, but uh, having only conceded forty-four points so far, it looks like they can defend, but maybe not score points. Um, whereas Southland, they just ship points, unfortunately, but can score yeah, but points. Um, I was going to say the the other disappointing thing for that for that local union as well. They've had two home games, and uh, yeah, listen, the con- the conditions on Saturday were were, were pretty surreal. You've got to mm. say. It's not often you see a, a ground that looks absolutely waterlogged. Not probably not quite as bad as up here uh, a few weeks a few weeks ago, Paul. But uh, it didn't look too great. And if you think back to their first game, 
against uh, Hawks Bay. That was also played in in pretty damp con- damp conditions as well. So you really feel feel sorry for the uh, for the the local union down there. Its supporters. I mean to say, it, it just really when you're not getting any wins and it's being played in bad conditions. You know, it's it it certainly hurts the finances, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I, I, and I couldn't see the bucket heads on TV. So they, they've obviously been rained out of their normal um, sitting spot that they have uh, in, in, in the ground. Uh, I have been up there. I've shown you my... I, I, I won't get my, my, my green bucket out again. Uh, I've done that before. <laughs> I've seen it before. We have seen it before. Um, yeah. But one thing I have got that I should do, that, that, that I should do is... Um, everybody, don't forget, you should um, obviously... Uh, um, uh, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to get the bell on. Oh, oh no! So you get your notifications. So there you go. Um. <laughs> God, with my Waikato uh, cowbell there for you, everybody. Um, so round three. Now round three is going to be really kind of interesting because we have had a host of All Blacks released: Brad Weber, Liam Coltman, Viper Theta, Braden Enor, Atu Molly. Jackson Hemapo, Rico Wani, and Luke Jacobson have all been um, released to a play in the Minor 10 Cup this weekend. And it's going to be interesting, <coughs> interesting to see um, how many other uh, um, to, uh, how many others will get um, done over the next couple or how many will get released over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, some will actually get released because they don't make it to the Rugby World Cup. Um, because they're not all going to be available, all going to be there. But um, yes, that, that that could have a uh, have a bit of a weight on the game this weekend. Kicking us off then on Thursday night, Hawks Bay versus Otago. Um, Brad Weber back for Hawks Bay. Liam Coleman and Joshua Wani back for Otago. And so I'm going to cough. <laughs> while while you're coughing, I will basically come up with my prediction. There's nothing. Hawks Bay are on a bit of a, a bit of a roll at the moment. At the minute. Um, Josh Iwani will, will definitely be a, a wee bit of a help, but I, I, I think there's a Hawks Bay team that's travelling pretty well at the moment, and they'll, they'd probably feel a bit um, irritated that they uh, that they missed out against Wellington in their last game. So I'm going to go Hawks Bay, but I'm going to go 12 and under. Wow, I've got Hawks Bay by 10. Um, I'm expecting them to yeah, get the win. I think. I also think the disruption of Brad Weber coming in is be much less than um, Josh Iwani. I think he'll, he'll slot back in very easily. Uh, into that, that, that crowd uh, and do well. Wellington versus Canterbury. Now, Vi Fafita back for Wellington, Braden Enor back for Canterbury. Um, Fafita will be a welcome addition to that pack because, hey, they do need some strengthening there. Uh, Canterbury, off the back of two losses. Oh, two teams here that really do need wins. Um, I've gone Canterbury by three. I just just say it's, it, I can't see them losing three on the trot. Well, this... This is really this is a fascinating game, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, that would be unheard of if Canterbury wins three in a row. Wellington, hmm. I'm with you. I, I I think Canterbury. I think Canterbury will take this. And uh, once again, I'm looking at a twelve and under game. Yep. So two tight ones um, that would be uh, interesting to watch to start off with. Um, but I say that Wellington Canterbury one is one to watch. That that should be game of the round this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tasman versus Manawatu. Asu Molly back for Tasman. Jackson Hemapo back for Manawatu. Um, sorry, Manawatu, but this is going to be painful. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I hate, I've got I hate, Tasman I by hate. thirty. Oh God, you, you you could you could be right. Why do they need Asu Molly? They've got nothing. Have you not seen their depth? <laughs> I think it's more that um, he needs game time rather than they need him. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Manawatu, listen. Himapur will, will will add a bit of bit of starch to Manawatu, but oh, gee, I, I'd like to know what the weather's like down in the in the Tasman area on the weekend. You know what? I will, I, I yeah, probably Tasman by about eighteen points. Uh, and yeah, I, I talked to Nick Creswell last year. I had an interview with him um, about the difference between being uh, um, playing in Europe and playing in in New Zealand. Uh, and yeah, he, he one of the players that he mentioned off camera that he really that they really missed was Jackson Hemapo last year when he became an All Black. Yeah. So yeah, they'll yeah. be they'll be they'll love the fact that he's back. Um, Auckland Bay of Plenty, wow, that's going to be a um, a cracker up at Eden Park. Rico Iwani back for Auckland. Um, 
oh, I've, uh, I think I've probably gone against Bay of Plenty in every game so far, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go Auckland by five. I mean, Bay of Plenty have put up some impressive um, results against Otago and Waikato, but Auckland are one of the big three for me in this competition. Uh, and that's uh, that. That to me, is, I think it's going to be a step too far for them. I think they're going to find that their scrum will uh, won't have the dominance it's had. I still think they'll they'll definitely hold the scrum if, and maybe be slightly dominant against Auckland, but they're not going to put, not going to um, collapse them like other teams. Like they have been able to against other teams. And I think yeah, I think Auckland by five for me. Um, I'll go by Auckland twelve and over. Wow, you're going yeah. big. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to go big. I. I think I think Ricky Rico Yanni's going to have he's going to, have to he's got plenty he's got a lot to play for this weekend. I, I can probably I think you'll probably find that uh, Akira Yuani will come back into the team. Mm-hmm. You'll find that Papa Lee will come back into the team. So they'll they'll put a strong they'll put a strong team on the paddock. Paul, I think well, they'll be I, too strong. I think it might I be Papa Lee back for Bay of Plenty as well. He was out for us for a small injury this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, the other Papa Ali. Yeah, seeing Papa Lee against Makiri Wani is going to be fascinating. Oh yeah, two two big men. Two very big men. Bumpfa, as Justin Marshall would say. Yes. Yeah. No. Looking. 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 Really looking forward to that game. Might try and get along actually. Well, at the moment, I'm a coin flip whether I go to that game or the next one, which is Counties Manukau versus Waikato, or whether I try and make both. Because I think they 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 they, they start within about twenty minutes of each other, um, and I'm not sure I would have time to get between them. But um, jump on the jump on the M1, you'll probably get there, man. You'll miss about fifteen minutes, Paul. Yeah, I won't miss the first half of Counties versus Waikato. <laughs> um, counties uh, have so Waikato have Luke Jacobson back. He was going to be their captain this season, um, but he got uh, called up for the All Blacks. Um, so he'll be. Uh, yeah, when you get your cap, when you get the person you were thinking of having as your captain back, that's a, that that is that that's massive. Um, so they'll be really happy to have him back. But but counties for me are going to produce a very similar problem to, for Waikato as they faced last weekend against Bay of Plenty. Another very strong scrum, another very strong set piece, uh, mm. and the Waikato couldn't do it against um, Bay of Plenty. I think there's a good chance they won't be able to do it against counties. So I'm going counties by five, maybe. I'm being a bit too optimistic after their game and jumping on the bandwagon against against North Harbour, but um, I think they're going. I think Waikato are going to face a very similar team as they face this weekend. Boy, uh, this this the great thing about the weekend. There's some real, you know. Obviously, there's the odd game where you can pretty much pick where it's going to go. But these, this is this is another tight game. Uh, you know, so I've got a little voice telling me Waikato are going to come up with a performance. So I'm going to go Waikato. Okay. By by ten and under. By ten and under. Um, yeah. Taranaki versus Northland um, down in the Naki. I'm going to back the Naki in that one by seven. Um, they've yeah. managed to get themselves a couple of wins so far. Um, so I think they'll, they'll, they'll close that one out. Yeah, I I, I think so. Taranaki, I, I'm pro- I'll probably go. I think Northland will be way better than what they were against uh, Auckland. You'll see Jack Debrasini slot back into first five. I think you'll probably see Sam Kidd, the big, tall, rangy lock, come into the, 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 the starting line lineup to give them a bigger target to hit. Um, but unfortunately, the Naki down in uh, New Plymouth, they're a hard mob to beat down there. I think they'll be up for that, and they'll be too good. And I think they'll be bringing back their top players like Waisaki Naholo, etc. I think they were arrested for this weekend against Manawa 2, where they thought they could um, rest a few players. Um, <coughs> and then finally, Southland versus um, North Harbour. Um, yeah, North Harbour by 10. Sorry, Southland. I yeah. can't see where their win's going to come from this season. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe even more. You hope, you hope you hope that they can pull off a, pull off a win, but I, I think even North Harbour will have just probably a little bit too much class. Although, one thing I will basically say, and I, I was going to basically me- mention it uh, when we actually did the uh, did the did the review for the counties Monaco uh, North Harbour game. Listen, a couple of um, key uh, key losses for uh, for North Harbour. Carl to Nukiafi. Oh out, yes. Yeah, pretty much is is out with injury, and uh, they've also lost Mayhew. Nick Mayhew as well, which which looked uh, which looked a pretty serious serious injury. So all of a sudden, their 
their front row stocks are just starting to hurt. So they may not have that same sort of dominance at uh, at, at scrub time that they've had in a, in a you know in periods of the, the two games that they've played this season thus thus far. But you know, really, really and truthfully, they are a, they're a premiership side and they should be too strong for Southland. So I think they'll beat them by about fifteen points. So, yeah, I've gone by 10. So, there we go, folks. That's how we see round three. I will be at, as I say, unfortunately, because of where the games are, um, Auckland versus Bay of Plenty and Counties versus Waikato are the only two games I can get to. Um, and because they're back-to-back, I'm not sure how I'm going to handle that. So, uh, the um, those are the two games I'll try and get to uh, this weekend. And uh, thank you to Sky, who have, um, Sky TV have said, yes, I can film within grounds. So, uh, I don't have to run outside to do my half-time reviews, etc. There will be no, I will not be doing videos of any of the pitch. Don't worry, I won't be, so you won't be able to get to see any gameplay through me. But um, I will keep you up to date with match previews, half-time and full-time reviews for the games I'm at. So, thank you very much, Stephen. Um, Stephen, uh, sorry, Steve H, what's your Twitter handle again? I've gone blank. Oh, God, I've forgotten it myself. H.Steven73 underscore something or other h oh, there we go God. absolutely I don't know. follow him there if you want to hear his <laughs> twitter murmurings um at driving mall um for me uh, as you probably know and there'll be a whole bunch of things around the screen for those you do on the recording of youtube um things to click such as uh, down there oops down there sorry um you can become a supporter of driving mall uh, help me get to as many games as i can um by clicking on there which is patreon.com forward slash driving mall become a member for a dollar a month 